Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What is shaking, Daniel? Hmm. What is shaking? I don't know. Cruising into the end of the year. Although, this is Whew. New Year. Yeah. No? You know when know. you are driving down the highway and then you potentially slightly veer off and you hit the, the little thing? Rumble of, strips? Yeah. That's what this feels like, cruising into the end of the year. Rumble strip ah. city. Yeah. We're but not. we're still on the road. We haven't a good sign. put it out yet. Uh, it will be coming out. We did a really neat interview with uh, Deuce Hogan. Uh, much like the interview we did a couple years ago with uh, incoming quarterback Will Levis. And it was funny because Deuce has to be one of the most optimistic, positive people I've ever met in my life. And near the end of the interview, I was like, you're so positive. Like, I mean, just almost nauseatingly positive. Like, just come on. Like, it's not all great. And it was funny because I, I basically said, yeah, but it's a bear market still. So there you go. How did he feel about that? Daniel is so anticlimactic. How's your football league going? Let's talk about that. Playoffs. Yeah, and how are Playoffs, you doing? Baby. Where are you at? Where are you at in the in the uh, lineup or whatever you call it? The rankings. The rankings. I am in third place going into the playoffs, but we'll see. Third place going into the playoffs. Well, but I'm on a six-week winning streak, so wow. something terrible is going to happen. Probably well, not we'll necessarily. Say. Wow, you're know. not Mr. Optimistic, are you? We'll see. <laughs> Love. Fantasy uh, can't be winning forever. My wife and I went to the Bills game in Buffalo last weekend. The Bills make me wanna kick your heels Total surprise she got me. We flew up. It was, you couldn't have, I mean, the only thing that would have been better would have been bigger snowflakes. I mean, it was just. Bigger snowflakes. Yeah, because it was a, it was a wet snow. So it didn't accumulate on the field or mm. on your person. It just kind of came down, and then it was wet. So that would be the only thing. But it was just – it was such Buffalo. I mean, it just – I loved every minute of it. And I think what I loved about it, when I used to live up there, I hated it. Like, I hated the dark and the gloomy and the weather and the – and people are abrasive and they're – I mean, look, I'm from there, so I'm just going to say it. Most people up there just are generally rude. I mean, and I get it. When you have winter nine months a year and it gets dark at like four in the afternoon, what are you happy about? Not much, especially now. you got a bear market, right? So anyways, but when you fly in and then you participate in that and you go to the game and you just, just do it all and the Buffalo Bills crush the New York Jets and then you come back and you power down some buffalo wings, and then you go to your hotel room, and then you get up and you fly home, that's how you do it. Because you're back in 50 degrees now. Yes, exactly. It was awesome. Had an absolute blast. They're still on track to win the Super Bowl. Just throwing that out there. All right, let's go in. We got a uh, – uh, we're kind of doing a little something different. <clears throat> this is our last one of these. Uh, so if you are not a back-to-the-basics type of person and you're like, okay, I just want – complex strategies actually the next two are not for you because the next one we're doing a diy kids which is a great question by the way and i'm partial because it's my son uh but nonetheless um we're we're cutting a couple episodes to start the new year and going as it as the theme says is back to the basics so we've gotten ahead of ourselves a lot i think and we've gotten very complex with strategies and so forth but sometimes it's good to just circle the wagon so 
you know, subtle recap, obviously one, uh, step one, you know, how to build a budget. We talked about that. Step two, why do we do that? And a uh, whole purpose is to create margin. And when you create margin, the first step, first three steps, fast cash, emergency fund, and then basically uh, starting to pay off debt. Now let's assume, and this sometimes takes years. I mean, we had a call with somebody not too long ago, and they had uh, about a thousand dollars in excess margin that they were able to get, uh, you know, on the books on a monthly basis. I'm not quite sure they're accruing all of their annual expenses, uh, which will be a little bit of a snafu when they realize that. But nonetheless, you know, we're looking at twenty-three thousand in excess debt. Well, do the simple math, and we're not even going to include interest here. Uh, but the simple math, $1,000 in excess margin, $23,000 in debt, guess what? We're looking at almost two years. Two years. Now, that's daunting. I get it. You you look at that, and I can remember staring at auto bills. I can remember staring at credit cards, student loan, and ultimately a mortgage and going, we're never going to be able to do this. Like It's just – this is exhausting. It's not going to happen. And then all of a sudden you wake up and it's, boom, five years or, boom, ten years. And if you stay on the path and you chip away at it, you wake up and you're debt-free. So it does take some time. So, I mean, again, it's good to get excited. It's like watching a Rocky movie. Every time I watch a Rocky movie, the next day I want to start doing 100 push-ups and pull-ups and dips and, you know, eat three egg yolks in my glass and all that stuff. It's the thought of it that sounds great. You get excited. And then when you start doing it, it's like, eh. Not really. We have a joke about that with Yellowstone. You watching Yellowstone, by the way? No, I need to. What? You are not. You I've not watched Yellowstone. Oh. My wife has. She loved it. Well, my wife and I have watched every season except this season. She's been preoccupied with all kinds of stuff. And I texted her last night as I was watching the latest episode, saying, "We're gonna have marriage problems if you don't catch up because this is so good. I mm. need you to be on the same page." But the gist with Yellowstone is every time I watch Yellowstone, you know what I want to do? Guess. Mm. Go to Yellowstone. I want to be a cowboy. I mean, why not? I mean, sure. I, I want to be a cowboy. Like, I want to be full rodeo cowboy. Yahoo! But I know what would happen. At 4 a.m., when I'm putting on my boots and going out and shoveling poop out of a stall, I'm not going to want to be a cowboy. I want to sit here, do podcasts, and drink my coffee. Yeah. So it's the idea of it that we get excited about. Finance is the same way. Now, let's fast forward. You're well on your way. You have your margin. You have been paying off debt. Maybe you're debt-free. Maybe you have only the mortgage left. And now you have excess capital. And now, finally, what to do with that excess capital? Daniel, what say you? Live it up. Boom. Like Spend Vegas? Spend it all. Treat yourself. Like Bitcoin, Vegas, yeah, just go YOLO. All I mean, you've created all this margin. You've paid everything off. Why not just go blow it? Blow it all. Live life, right? No debt. Okay, come on. Be serious now. The discipline that you used to get debt-free now is the discipline that will carry you through, really, hopefully, the next of life because you've now adjusted your living standard for probably years and, and gotten used to being able to live in a way that you know you don't need to have excess consumption. So now you probably can live with this margin for some time and actually then utilize that to build up wealth, uh, to really actually build up true wealth, utilizing uh, whatever investments are appropriate for you. Okay. That's pretty good. This is where, though, you get a little bit more um, 
detailed, and this is why, it, in, look, I'm going to talk our book a little bit, why it's important to listen to DIY Money, because a lot of the content now is is going more into the granular aspects of wealth creation. So I would say right off the bat, there's some line items to check, okay? Line items, and, and look, it, it, it all does depend on your goals and what you're trying to achieve. So what do I mean by that? Is it's, that's, an, that's kind of an ambiguous thing. Let's say you've always wanted to go into business for yourself, okay? You, I don't know, you're, you work for a technology company, you have a great idea for a tech startup, and you want to go into business and create a, create a technology company. Okay, I think that's wonderful. I'm an entrepreneur. I, you know, started businesses in the past. I think it's one of the greatest things about our country is the ability to do that. So if that's the goal, then maybe your excess margin is being put away so that you and your family can have the resources you need for the first couple of years while you start your business. And or maybe you need startup capital. So the goal might be, look, I want to start a business and I've calculated that it takes us $3,500 a month to live that means we need, you know, whatever it is, seventy, eighty-four thousand dollars a year, uh, or sorry, eighty-four thousand dollars over two years to get this business started, and ultimately, that's what I need to save. And when I do that, I'm going to start my business. Okay, that would be kind of an extreme case, but it's possible. Most people, what is their goal? Their goal is to eventually stop working, right? I mean, the, the goal. Now, I think that's a limited goal, personally speaking, but. It's a majority of the people's goal. So the idea is at some point in time, I want to leave my job and I want to live off of the resources that I have built up. So that may be looking at things like, are you maxing out your 401k? Are you utilizing the Roth 401k inside the company 401k? If they don't have a match, is the 401k in fact the best for you? Or should you be looking at a Roth IRA? Now, I know what people are thinking because I'll tell you right now, this is where I struggle. I would say that on a level from 1 to 10, I am great from 1 to 7. And what do I mean by that? I mean getting going, doing what needs to be done, getting something started, getting it all the way through to almost perfection. And the last stage of that that takes the real, like, granular work, I don't like it. I hate it, in fact. That's why we do this podcast. We do this podcast so that you may not want to research all the differences between Roth IRA, traditional IRA, Roth conversion, all the rest of that stuff. And when we even talk about it, it may go over your head. You may go, Ugh, I don't understand that. I don't want to deal with that. But I'm here to tell you, you are walking by real money. You're, so, so whenever I personally say to myself, that's too confusing. I don't want to learn about it. I have learned about me that I'm usually walking by money. You know what I did the other day? What did you do? I moved my three Ethereum to my new cold storage wallet. Well, there you go. Do you know that a month ago, I didn't even know what that meant? I know. I tried to explain cold storage to you. I had no idea. I was like, well, I don't even have a freezer. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I had this 
idea, and I still do. I, I mean, I'm not. It's not investment recommendation. I don't personally think Bitcoin's going away, and I sort of, kind of believe into this idea that maybe it needed to have what it's going through right now, which is complete destruction, <laughs> uh, to become institutionalized and a little bit more credible. If I'm right about that, this could be the turning point. Okay, so. I was interested in maybe investing very small amounts into some Bitcoin. I had had some Ethereum on Coinbase forever ago. Mm -hmm. But I do know enough, and I've watched now these corporations imploding and you losing your quote-unquote asset into the whatever, black hole of abyss of liabilities. So I knew that if I'm going to do this, I better learn how to do it and then protect it. Initially, I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to learn the vocabulary. I, I just don't want to do it. And now, well, I've watched, and I still haven't done it. I've watched Bitcoin go from 15000 when I thought, maybe now's a good time, to seventeen five. So I left $2,500 per Bitcoin on the table. That's real money. Anyways, my point is, is that once you get this excess margin, it will take some work to start understanding where to invest. But this is where it gets fun. Because maybe your job or your goal is, okay, I want a nice life. I want to retire at some point, but we're already maxing the 401k and we have a Roth IRA. So we're going to be on that trajectory. Well, then why not start a general investment account and start buying individual index positions or individual dividend producing companies or something along those lines and educating yourself about how you could eventually live off of that money some point in the future. Or let's say you've always wanted to buy a rental home. You want to get into the real estate business. Well, certainly hasn't been good, you know, opportunity to be a buyer over the last several years. Maybe we're coming into a point in time where you will have better deals. Now's the opportunity. So this is the world where you start to go intricately into the areas you want to invest in or the objectives that you want to deploy in order to meet your goals. This is when it becomes fun. What else, Daniel? Anything else to say? No. Yeah, I mean, that wealth creation is sort of the fun back end of everything you've worked for in creating margin and creating that financial flexibility for yourself and paying off debt and, and so forth. This is it, You're still working at it, but you've now arrived at the freedom to be able to chart your course from here. You no longer have the anchor of debt hanging around you, and that's awesome. There's always... Uh, and I'm going to use this analogy again. There's always an 8, 9, and 10. So I, I said I'm really good at going from 1 to 7. There's an 8, 9, and 10. And I gave you an example of, of crypto, and, and maybe that was a tough example. Anybody can go out and you know just buy some Bitcoin and whatever, but learning about 8, 9, and 10, which would be you know getting a ledger, being able to move it off, keep it in cold storage, whatever. Okay. Well, I'll equate this also to fitness and running. So I have been a runner as many people know i talk about it regularly i used that it was one of the mechanisms i used to drop a lot of weight years ago thankfully been able to keep that off so i was able to go from one through seven right i'm a runner i like to run and i've dropped weight what is eight nine and ten in the running world eight nine and ten in the, in the running world is things like low heart rate training in order to get your um, VO2 max to a certain level so that you can actually run a lot faster. What? A what? <laughs> run slow to run fast is actually a concept that is, you know, propagated throughout the running world 
and it's real. Now, I've taken the liberty, hired a trainer, working on you know some of those specifics, working on things like making different parts of my body stronger that I've never worked on, like my butt muscles, which are just killing me. Glutes uh, are important. I mean, glutes, hamstrings, in order to why? 8, 9, and 10. To be able to run faster. It's not a matter of just going out and running. It, it really isn't. It's a matter of those intricate steps to get better, and that's why we do this podcast. So, in summary, and we're going to conclude here, when we end every episode, I literally say, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Well, what does that mean? That means somehow, some way, creating margin. That could be cutting or that could be creating additional income. Invest the rest. Well, that means you're putting money away. That could be these sort of initial steps, putting $1,000 in fast cash, paying off debt, using the debt snowball to do that. Or it might mean 401k with matching, Roth IRA, or it could be saving for a business. It could ultimately be uh, putting it you know, towards real estate or looking to just save for retirement. Whatever that invest the rest means to you to accomplish your goals. And then finally, what do we say? And do it for a very long time. Why? Because this is not a get-rich-quick, fast type of game. This is a slow, steady, grinding process that will work. I, 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 can, I can promise you that. It will work. But it takes time. It takes patience. And it's certainly not anything you can accomplish overnight. So keep listening. Keep tuning into the podcast. You may pick up nooks and crannies. You may bookmark certain podcasts for things to come back to in different parts of your journey. But I will tell you, don't just get to seven and skip right through eight, nine, and ten. If you really want to reach your goals and objectives, do the work, get into the weeds a little bit, and learn the nuances that you can in order to achieve all your goals. We're going to end it right there. I'll say it once more. The secret to success is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.